Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. I'm your host. And today we're talking LA Galaxy. We're talking LAFC. It's a big, another big weekend of MLS week two. A lot of emotions, a lot of things happen. Uh, but first, let me introduce my guests. We got Galaxy Guy Podcast. Chris, how you doing? We got Alex Ruiz back from Total Galaxy. And we got Andy Diosa from Yahoo. Andy, I'm going to start with you. How you doing? I know you went to the game. Tell me how the atmosphere was in Charlotte and how you enjoyed it. I'm doing well, man. Happy to be back. Uh, the, the atmosphere in Charlotte was crazy. Um, it was is what they set out to do, right? They had this goal from the beginning to to break that record, and as it got closer, it was you know it was evident that they were going to do it. But I think much that was made about it was to see how it was really going to be, right? Like you have this, you have all these people, but how are they going to how are they going to play it? And I think that um they they knocked it out the park i just had my story go live today about the experience about the game and whatnot and i think from the beginning to the end i think they did a really good job with the supporters groups really getting together before the game uh they had a huge tailgate which was pretty conveniently in a lot that was near the stadium and all the uh all the supporters groups were in that um in that tailgate so it was pretty cool because everybody was in the same area and it made it a lot easier once they were ready to do the march to the stadium which they did i think around six the game was this after 7.30 kickoff. So if you could just imagine the timeline of how much of the day they had to get everything together and then, you know, go from there on. But the march was amazing seeing them uh, walk through. It was about like a mile to the stadium. So they were walking through parking lots, walking through streets that were closed down by the cops. Uh, They had flags. They had, you know, they already have their songs. They had their blue smoke. So just the atmosphere was pretty cool. And I think the coolest part to me was seeing how fans that were in surrounding areas kind of were like so awed by the moment they were just you know taking pictures and trying to take videos but then they were just like joining in the march so then it just kept growing and growing and growing as they got towards the stadium uh and the funniest part to me was they got to an intersection that was right next to the stadium and they were the galaxy march was coming in at the same time so the galaxy fans were like please stop 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 like just let them pass and they will go so it was was that that interaction was funny i mean obviously nothing crazy happened but impressive to me and i think that we're used to seeing the opposite end in la like they had that stadium, I think, over 80% full before warm-ups even happened. And that's maybe wow. because, wow. They, maybe because you know, they said it was a 7.30 kickoff, which we all knew it wasn't going to be. But when that when the warm-ups happened, like when the team's running out, that place was already 80% packed. I was actually in the stands at that time because I sat in the press box, but I was with my cousin that was down in the stands. And it was electric in there 20 minutes before the game started. So uh, that was pretty cool because, you know, usually teams will say, oh, it's, it's a sellout and you'll see empty seats here and there. But that place was packed all the way from the bottom to the top. So that part was fun. Um, and I think that the energy during the game was good. I think obviously the first 20 minutes were chippy and things like that. But overall, I think the experience for the fans, besides them not being able to win the game, which we'll talk about obviously later, um, I think they passed everything uh, with flying colors. It was it was a spectacle that they expected it to be. There was a lot of people there. Um, they handled it well. And 
I think even from the Charlotte FC side, like, you know, they were pretty surprised at how smoothly it ran. And, you know, they thinking of the first game coming off a 3-0 loss, they probably were a little worried that the Galaxy were coming in, but I think they managed expectations pretty well. Yeah, I want to ask you because look, it, they they sold out and it's an NFL stadium and I think it's just very impressive. Any when any team is able to do that, let alone, you know, the first first year club, I, I think it's it's very amazing. I'm going to put this image up and this is from Charlotte FC. So they sold out 74,479. That number to me is literally just bananas that, that we're doing these type of numbers as a league, right? Obviously, the other Galaxy have, have a big pull with the names and all of that. But to see that, because we're used to seeing, you know, this is the Carolina Panthers football stadium. They were they were able to sell that. And to me, I think that's just so impressive. Um, how did it how did it feel to 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 feel the energy? Because I know we'll go more into it, but I definitely know that impacted the other galaxy, that impacted Charlotte. But how did it feel to be with oh just over just below seventy five thousand fans? It was it was incredible. And I think that once again it's a testament to everything that's been going right for the league. And you know, this team is playing its second ever MLS game. Like it's one thing to me, I compare it a lot to Austin's um home opener last year, not to you know get back to that subject but that was their ninth game i believe so it's a little different when your team is nine games in although it wasn't under the perfect circumstances but this was their second game ever uh people that were going to the stadium probably didn't know what to expect but i think everybody was just it the energy was there and like i said when you have such a late kickoff and you know there's so many eyes on it you know it's on big fox uh lexi and store on the field before the game ramping people up like the energy was was amazing i think for a soccer game, never, nevertheless, MLS game to, to be on that level, it's it's amazing. And there's a, a pretty interesting moment that one of the Charlotte defenders, who's a 20-year-old, 21-year-old, uh, Jalen Lindsay, he's a, he's a Charlotte native. And he kind of talked about that after the game where he was like, yeah, I remember seven, eight years ago, I used to come to this stadium and sit in the nosebleeds and watch the yeah. fans or yeah, watch the stadium be so full when it was like the ICC tournament when they would bring teams from Europe. And he's like, for it to now be an MLS game is, is incredible. So as much as people want to make of it and say, oh, well, they're not going to be able to ever do that again and things like that. It's like, you know, that's that's all secondary talk to the fact that, A, they did what they set out to do. And B, like I said, the spectacle was as amazing as it probably came through on TV and as people expected it to be. Yeah, no, I, I think to me it's amazing. Uh, Chris, I know you're, you're at the watch party. I, I get invited to attend it over there. Uh, what were your thoughts uh, watching it there and, and, and you know, seeing how, how packed the stadium was? I mean – 74,000, about 74,400 people, historic moment for MLS, historic moment for the galaxy, because we are forever written in history as being a part of the largest crowd ever in the history of MLS, which is amazing. Uh, unfortunately, Gio, we weren't at the stadium experiencing this firsthand, <laughs> but you could just feel it, right? You could feel that energy emanating from the TV screen. Uh, these North Carolina fans were out there cheering their guts out. You know, uh, the the product on the field is not very attractive, but almost 75,000 people out there. Unfortunately, uh, the LA Galaxy spoiled the evening for 75,000 people uh, <laughs> by stealing those three points. But uh, it was it was electrifying. It was a great moment. Fantastic moment. Even if you're not a Galaxy fan, even if you're not a Charlotte fan, if you're an MLS fan, it is a great moment for the league. So very. Yeah, thrilled. no, I, I thought it was I thought it was amazing. Every as soon as the game started, I was like, I was like, damn, I regret not going to this game because Andy, I know I, I know you were there. I was there with you. You're like talking about booking the flight. I was like, 
I'm not going to do that. I need to, you know, I want to save some money. And then instant regret. As soon as I saw the hype, <laughs> I was like, I was like, why didn't I think about this like a month earlier too much? Like, you know, I just, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why, why that, why I didn't decide to book a flight like a month earlier or whatever. But yeah, at least I'm glad you went. And um, for the next one, I'll, I'll be there for the next big home opener. <laughs> if, if there is another one, but Alex, uh, how, how did you live this moment? Uh, what would you think about, you know, almost 75,000 fans for MLS? Yeah, I was watching the game at my house and, you know, it was amazing. Like you guys mentioned, you know, galaxy being part of history, you know, they were part of the last, uh, largest regular season MLS crowd when they took on Atlanta United and now they're holding the record for this game right here and that's amazing and I mean if you're an American soccer fan this is like the best moment in the past year seeing 75,000 people and another state expansion team and really have such an electric atmosphere great atmosphere I mean everybody was talking about it I think Miguel Angel Ramirez even said he didn't even care about the result it felt like a party in there so that speaks to how amazing it was and it was great to see that, you know, they broke the MLS record on that day. But, you know, also at the same time, you know, some stadiums are kind of struggling to fill up those seats as well. So while it was great for the league, there's still a lot of, you know, work to be done to fill up the seats for other teams around the league. But nonetheless, great achievement by Charlotte FC. Um, you know, sucks that uh, they don't really have the quality of players to play the style that they want to play and execute it well. But overall, I think there's going to be more people who are going to want to come back to another Charlotte FC game. And, Hopefully the team wins, looks better. And overall, it was just a great accomplishment for the league and really for U.S. soccer in general. Yeah, no, I, I, re I really liked it. I really enjoyed seeing that. Obviously, in order to sustain that, you have to be good. You have to keep, keep building within the community. I'm very interested to see their second home game because obviously it's not going to be the same. But if they're able to consistently you know, keep something like that, if they're able to be somewhat of Atlanta United, I, th I think it's a win-win. Regardless of the outcome, I think it was a win for Charlotte, the whole city of Charlotte, the the you know the whole club organization. When you when you're able to sell out that much and be, being able to sell out the stadium, now I think obviously the next step is to be to see how consistent they can do. What well, can they average forty thousand? Can they average thirty thousand fans? You know, sixty. What are they going to do? Right, that's the next step. But I think there's a lot of things that that into that and that's that's going to take some time and obviously that's going to take some wins as well but i think overall i think charlotte played pretty well i think that i feel like that the fans really helped them out as well and having that support because you could tell like and by the way I, we were talking about this too at the watch party charlotte's colors are pretty fly well, that, like the baby <laughs> yeah. type of color like that that jersey is fly. those colors are fly that, that goes um and, and they got like i don't know it just goes with the city because they're what they're they're the queen city right that's what it yeah. was i've been to charlotte a couple of times but yeah it's, it's a queen city and everything from the t to everything uh, i feel like they have a really good connection uh with the city and we'll just have to see what happens uh moving forward all right let's talk about this game uh it was an exciting game um uh, you know it was fast paced one thing that stood out to me um, I don't know if you saw this or you you saw this. Uh, if you guys saw it the same way, but it was the Chicharito to Douglas Costa connection. Andy, what what were your thoughts? There was a couple impressive passes that that Douglas Costa had to, to uh, Chicharito, but unfortunately, uh, they weren't able to convert. But what were your thoughts on on some of those passes uh, between Chicharito or between Douglas to Chicharito? Yeah, I think we saw a few of those during the game that he kind of slipped a few passes in, and and I've said it to you before. I think this is exactly what he needs to do i don't think he needs to be the the greatest player in mls or the greatest player in the world because you know how dangerous chicharito is when he makes those runs and they're so subtle sometimes that it takes a specific type of player to be able to pick out those passes 
and put them on perfectly. And that's what Costa could do for Chicharito. So I think in just two games, uh, that, that shows a lot. And what, he played 60 minutes in the first game, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere 67, around there. 66, 67, and, then, yeah. and then this one, he went almost a distance. So it's like, that's a promising sign for, for Vanny, who who said the only, I guess, issue or concern with him was getting him game fit as well. After two right. games, that's pretty promising. So I think that uh, that class is going to keep showing. Obviously, Chicharito said that he's very comfortable with, with him already. And having those qualities of playing around the world and just knowing the moment is only going to help both of them because they could both relate easily. But I think the main focus for me is that something that Chicharito has said in the past was we just want to take some of the pressure off of him. We don't want him to feel like he has to be the guy that that needs to come in and do everything. Because once again, Chicharito had felt that pressure the first year he came in and, and things obviously didn't go so well. So I think the more that things like that happen and obviously a player like Efra scoring is, is you know, it goes right along those lines. But I think the more we see that, the more that Chicharito and, and, his, and his teammates try to help him out, I think that that's only going to benefit him. And I think it's a promising sign, like I said, because if Chicharito can make those runs and get chances, then the Galaxy are on, are on a good path. That's that's the best, uh, I guess, the best possible outcome for Vanny would see Costa slipping Chicharito balls and, and having chances on, on goal. Yeah. So that's, that's a, I think for me, that's one of the most positive signs to take away from that game. Yeah, and to me, just to add on to that, is like the passes were elite. Like he read the run before Chicharito even did it and slipped it right where it should have been. Like the ball was on the money. I think the two times he did it, it was insane. Unfortunately, Chicharito, whether he had a tough angle, he wasn't able to convert, but he, he got the shots on goal. But like just the quality of the pass is insane. Uh, Alex, what, what were your thoughts on the Douglas Costa to Chicharito? Yeah, I thought he had an excellent game, to be honest. You know, people are going to be divided in Douglas Costa, but I think. His technical ability was shown in this game. You know, his confidence on the ball, again, had the most touches out of that DP front three. So that's, you know, great to see. He's not shy to get on the ball. And you know he's going to want to take on players one-on-one. You know, he's got great ability to find out passes. Like you mentioned, the weight on the passes that Douglas Costa put in for Chicharito were exquisite. You don't see that from every other player here in this league. So that's a real asset the Galaxy have. And really, that's what they need. I mean, Chicharito is going to be their talisman. They just need to give him service. And in this game... He had plenty of service, just, you know, still early in the season, still trying to work up to match sharpness. So I thought, you know, good start so far. Mid-season, Chicharito's going to be bearing these for sure. Douglas Costa, if he can just continue to be a provider, like you guys mentioned, he doesn't need to be this guy who is to take on, you know, a player from, like, midfield, make a run, you know, cut inside and shoot a curler into the top left corner. He just needs to be a guy that can have those good weighted balls into the box for Chicharito, whether it be him or, you know, Vasquez, Efra. Cabral, whoever it may be, as long as he's able to provide some service, the Galaxy are going to be just fine. They have all the attacking assets that they need, and Douglas Costa is just a cherry on top to that. Yeah, no, I, yeah, it, it's good. And uh, to add on to that, I feel like what Andy said, the pressure is going to is going to is going to get off Chicharito, and they're definitely going to uh, try to look to see what Douglas Costa can do. Galaxy guy, you you've been very vocal about Douglas Costa. Has that changed two games in? What what are your feelings? What are your thoughts? Six long balls that he had this game. Six were completed, accurate long balls. You don't see that a lot from a lot of MLS players. It's very tough to do, especially the way he places the ball about five, six steps ahead of where the player is needing to be, right? That's that's very tough to do on a long ball. Um, you can see it. You can see the talent. It's there. My concern with him has been fitness. And now there's a difference between physical fitness and match fitness, right? Uh, I can totally agree where the match fitness he still needs to work on because he hasn't played a competitive game since December. 
of 2021, right? But we have to keep in mind that he was in season with Gremio. He had a preseason. So physically, he should be fit. Match fitness is different, right? I mean, uh, not going to sit here and spend 10 minutes trying to explain that, but there is a huge difference between both of those. Uh, what we're seeing is that he's lacking physical fitness. He was pretty gassed by like minute 44, and then I was surprised he went as long as he did in that second half. Uh, he just looked like he really wasn't running for balls anymore. There was a couple of times there where he could have opened that lane on the right, and he had space to do so, but he kind of just stood there and let the play continue without him. So a little concerned on that aspect still, his physical fitness and whether or not he's going to be committed, dedicated enough to keep himself fit, maintain himself fit, because that's not me just making that up. It's been a problem that's been a constant with Douglas Costa throughout his career where he's been at clubs and he's just lacked physical fitness. He's lacked that sharpness. So, I don't feel don't, – don't, sorry to know it, but I don't, don't feel worry. that's Douglas Costa right now. I just feel he's second game in, and this one was on turf, and I, everybody was kind of gassed. Um, True. I just, I just think – I think second game in was not a bad. He almost went 90 minutes. Um, I just I just feel like I don't think that's a concern. That's not what concerns me about Douglas Costa is the match fitness is to me, I think the bigger question to me is can he play the full season? Right. I think that's that's the, that, stay yeah. healthy, exactly. Right. And the same thing with Chicharito, can he stay healthy? But I think what was promising uh, of Douglas Costa is he almost did go the full the full ninety minutes. Um, I know I think he ended up coming out for or uh, Jovalich, I believe, subbed him out if if I got that right. Um, but it, it, I think it looks promising. Another to 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 move on to another subject. Uh, Kevin Cabral, he struggled this game. Uh, I was I was very surprised. Um, I I don't know what it was this game, but he struggled with the passing. When he made some of those passes, he wasn't looking up before some of those passes. And I think Kevin Cabral could do a better job of looking up before he passes the ball because he had a couple times where he passed the ball and no one was there. And he Chicharito, I think in the second half, he made a run. He cut back instead of going to going straight straight to goal. And Cabral put it straight to goal. But if he would have looked up, he's, he, he would have noticed Chicharito is making that cut. And to me, it's like a little bit of concern because this is your second year with Chicharito. This is a full year. And if you're not understanding Chicharito's runs, you know, and I, I think Douglas Costa is able to understand those runs like that. Obviously, he has more experience and stuff like that, but he doesn't have he hasn't spent that much, that much amount of time, but he can reach Chicharito two, three steps ahead. And Cabral still, you know, young and stuff like that, but doesn't doesn't understand that yet. And Andy, what were your thoughts on, on Cabral's uh, performance this game? My thoughts on Cabral really haven't changed, and I think I've been saying this since last year. Vanny's that's Vanny's guy. He's gonna ride it and die with him. And I think the, the yeah. problem to me is you have somebody like Samuel Grandser, who I think is a better option at this point, who shows a little bit more. Uh, I guess physicality shows a little bit more energy to me. Um, but then you you get into the question of how do we set that lineup? Because obviously Vanny has said he wants to have Costa on his left foot as much as possible. But what I did notice in the Charlotte game is that when Cabral was playing on the right, he actually he was a little better than on the left. So for Vanny, that's a that's a I guess a a good problem to have. But at the same time, the clock is ticking. You know, like last year we wanted to say, okay, he has to adapt, he has to do this. But you're still seeing that there's a lack in and kind of what uh, Vanny and, and Galaxy fans want to see from Cabral. And, and and if that lingers on at all this season, then Vanny's going to have to once again go into the ideology that he had last year. Of like, 
maybe we have him off the bench for a little bit and see how that goes because I think that, like I said, Grand Sir is, is a pretty solid option. I would like to see what Grand Sir and Kosaka do on the field uh, starting 11, and I'm not going to talk about Efra yet, but you know how I feel about him. So um, I think that Cabral is, once again, with a short lease, and as much as Vanny loves him and, and says that he's improving in certain ways, we still need to see a lot more from him for him to be at the level that the Galaxy really need for this team to, to be uh, competitive down the stretch and, and make a playoff run. Yeah, no, I mean, you make a, you make a great point. He is a DP. He is getting paid that money. I just, you know, I think I expected a little bit more on the quality of the passing. Alex, what, what were your thoughts on Cabral? I mean, to be honest, I understand the concern, but I mean, it's only two games into the season. And I know, you know, there's a lot of expectations here and there, but I mean, they're still trying to get to know each other a little bit of preseason rust. And I understand, Gio, what you said, you know, playing uh, second year with Chicharito. But let's be honest, he's, you know, played like maybe like 17 games with him, which really is like half an MLS season. So I think there's still but a little I, bit of... I just of... feel those... Run, you, a player like Chicharito, he's only going to run two spots, either to the goal or going to cut back. I just think... I may be a little harsh, but I, I just... You got to know where your number nine is running. And he wasn't looking up Yeah, he to wasn't. the goal. He wasn't looking up when he was making those passes. And I, I just don't think that's that hard to do when you're passing the ball and you're trying to get it to your goal scorer. But, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, like, like you said. But either way, I'm, I'm still not going to, you know, kind of get too concerned about Cabral yet. Maybe, you know, 10, 15 games down the line, if, you know, there really is any goals or assists, then, yes, there's going to be, like, an alarm going off inside my brain for sure. He's going to be a big topic this year and, you know, someone who every Galaxy fan is going to watch because you want this guy to flourish. And he's an essential part. Like Andy said, he's Manny's guy. So he's going to, you know, go with him no matter what the circumstance is. So, um I'm not too worried about Cabral yet, but like I said, 15 games down the line, then yes, there will be some genuine concern for me. Not concerned about Cabral. I think he's done better than he did last year. I just think him not looking up when he's passing the ball is just like, come on. <laughs> you got to look up when you're passing the ball. Mike Gray, he's a big fan of Kevin Cabral. He says two games, but it's okay to have expectations. Agree. Uh, Galaxy guy, what are, your, what are your thoughts on Cabral? So... <clears throat> Kevin Cabral, we ha we have to just call it what it is. We we cannot keep excusing Kevin Cabral, right? Because we heard all of the excuses last season. You know, he's he's new to the country. He's acclimating. He's French. Listen, France is not a third world country. You're gonna find that France <laughs> has buildings just like they do in LA. LA is a melting pot of cultures. There's no reason for him to not acclimate. He's a professional soccer player. We could have given him that benefit of the doubt last season but this this season now he's played with these players for a full season he's got a lot of french teammates on the on the club um he has his brother with him in the united states so to see compare him to grand seer grand seer has become a fan favorite with la galaxy fans they didn't have that much of a different season stat wise last season kevin cabral and and grand seer they were about as productive combined right with goals and assists both of them but i would just i would people, say grand sir was a little bit better but go ahead yeah i mean cabral had more goals grand sir had more assists right because grand sir only had three goals but when you talk to galaxy fans galaxy fans love grand sir and they have they have like a loathing feeling towards cabral the reason for that is because grand sir actually hustles for the ball he shows that he is committed to the play he'll fight for the ball he's going to make himself available in the attack you don't really see that with kevin cabral you see kevin cabral kind of give up on plays 
you're seeing a little bit more fight with him this season. We saw it in preseason for sure. But it's like I was telling you, Gio, the other day, there's just some players that are just wonderful in scrimmages. They're wonderful in preseason. They're wonderful in training, and the coach loves them. But as soon as they step out into an official game and they have to prove themselves, they have to show up to that game, they don't do it. So I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards Kevin Cabral being that type of guy. Uh, but he, he's not a fan favorite because fans aren't seeing that drive from him like they are seeing with Grand Seer, right? So that's what I want to see this season. I want to see some fight from Kevin Cabral. I want to see some drive. I want to see some commitment, some dedication. We'll see if we have any excuses or we're all running out of excuses for Cabral this season, but not impressed so far. Yeah, I, I, look, I, by no means am I, and I feel like, um, I feel like Cabral can't do it. I just, to me, it, it was very concerning. Like he wasn't looking up when he was passing it, and that's just that. That to me is just come on. I, I, I don't, I don't think that's too hard to do. Um, but we'll see what happens this next game. They're facing, they're going to face the Seattle Sanders, I, I believe, that's next weekend. Another game. Look, he's going to get the start. Uh, Andy's right. Uh, that is uh, Greg Vanny's guy. He's going to get the start, so he's going to have an opportunity to regroup himself. It's two games, and I, I don't think. Um, I don't think I'm going to, I'm going to like, you know, like uh, Alex said, 15 games in, then there's some concern right now. It's not too big of a deal, uh, but would, you would like to see him finish the game uh, in, in a better way. Uh, let's talk about Victor Vasquez. Victor Vasquez ended up getting an injury. Um, it's unfortunate. I think it was his calf. Uh, uh, the Galaxy guy you had mentioned, he had, he had some calf injuries. Um, I think it's tough when Victor Vasquez uh, goes out. I, you know, it's unfortunate. He's, he's a lot older, a lot of things going on. Uh, what, Andy, I know it was tough, but what are your thoughts on Victor Vasquez uh, if he keeps having these type of injuries? Yeah, that's a tough one because that's another one of, of Vinny's guys, obviously. And I think that we all know the qualities that he has when the ball's on his foot, the type of passes he can make. Um, but he's starting to kind of feel like me in the um, in the Sasha question role where, like, you know he could give you something, but it may not be as a starter because it kind of gets dangerous when you have a, a player like that who's that good quality wise, but, you know, either picks up injuries or, uh, you know, can't play full 90 minutes, whatever the case may be. Just look at Jonado Santos the past few years where the Galaxy wanted to string him along for the sake of it just being him, but it was clear that it wasn't there. So it is concerning. And I think the other part is that the Galaxy actually have decent amount of players that can, you know, fill in or, or kind of make that a seamless transition where it doesn't necessarily need to be on Vasquez all the time too to be that provider. So hopefully it's not too much of a, of a big uh, injury. I don't know. I actually missed it when it happened because uh, good old uh, Don Garber was speaking to us at halftime and he took it longer than expected. So while he was speaking to us in the, in the press box, that injury happened. So I didn't even get to really see it, but hopefully, like I said, it's not, it's not major because Vasquez, I mean, what he could give this team, either if it's a starter or off the benches is uh, very unique. Like I said, hell of a passer, hell of a player, very smart. Um, but yeah, that, that uh that physical part obviously like you guys have already mentioned comes into play with with him especially at that age so it's definitely something to monitor going down the season yeah we'll see and i think i think to me obviously it's like for like he substituted uh once he came off sasha kleshman came in um so that's gonna be like for like i'm very con very interested to see what happens in the next game because i think that's a role that maybe Efrain alvarez can step up and play there and get the start we saw what he did Alex, are you concerned about uh, are you concerned about about Victor Vasquez? I mean, a little. I mean, I think he's an important facet of this team. I mean, he created the most chances last year, and you know he's a smart player, got some great intangibles, um, really good 
uh, passing as well. So while I think, you know, this is kind of a little hurtful, at the same time, I think it could be a blessing in disguise for someone like Efrain Alvarez. I mean, mm-hmm. he came into the game, obviously scored the goal, made an impact. But at the same time, this could be the turning point for his career. And, you know, it's a Monday, overreaction Monday. I mean, if Alvarez plays with Douglas Costa, Cabral, Chicharito, he's got a real shot if he plays a whole year to win MLS Young Player of the Year. And, you know, it's not a hot take to say that. He's got quality around him, and, you know, he has the passing ability to do that. So I think that's a real possibility if he's given the chance to play a majority of the season. Yeah. Uh, Let's go. uh, I'll start with you, uh, Galaxy Guy. Uh, Let's talk about uh, these back-to-back wins, and the Galaxy have uh, to thank uh, Efrain Alvarez. Um, But look, before we go to you, we got to show this banger. This banger was insane. (laughs) That goal was insane. I know it, it went bananas where you were watching it, Galaxy Guy. What were your thoughts when when uh, Efrain Alvarez scored that goal? Listen, that wasn't luck. That wasn't luck. That We know that Efrain Alvarez, even at his age, 19 years old, he has a gifted left foot. We know that, right? It wasn't luck. He And I said this on my show last night. It's very hard to find such a young player – that can stay as cool and collected during such a big game. I mean, 75,000 fans, opposing fans, just right on top of you. The magnitude of that can really mess with a young player's mind. But he showed up. He showed up. And right when the Galaxy needed it, he scored that amazing goal. Because let's be honest, the Galaxy offense at that point had gone flaccid, right? Everyone was gassed. Uh, The game had settled, but everyone was gassed. Uh, Chicharito was definitely gassed. Uh, Costa was done, you know, uh, Cabral was out of the, out of the picture. The midfield was just non-existent at that point. So Efren took it upon himself to take that shot. And, you know, thank God that he did because yeah. that got us three points on the road back to back wins for the LA galaxy. That's massive, especially going to a place like Seattle now where, you know, it's a very tough place for us to play in recent times results haven't gone our way it's going to be another game on turf huge concern for older legs like victor vasquez sasha kleston and i really hope to god victor vasquez if he's okay does not start this game precautionary reasons i have no idea why vanny started him at this you know the game in charlotte at 35 years old knowing his injury history you know he could have sat him brought him in later into the game when everyone else is tired around him and he could have really settled that game, but it is what it is. I don't, I'm not getting the bit. I'm not getting paid the big big bucks to make these decisions, <laughs> right? So, uh, not not yet, at least. I got to play the goal again. Mike Gray, he said he said play it again. We have to. It, it's it's a banger. Could that be a spark for Charlotte? But then they give the ball away in their own half. Alvarez trying his luck at the goal. Alvarez with an absolute stutter to silence the biggest crowd in MLS history. Andy, did you was Don Bar, Don Garber done talking? Tell me you watched that game live at the stadium. Man, come on now. So I'll say a few things about this Efra goal. First of all, so you could clip this piece, Gio. I am the official <laughs> conductor of the Efra hype train. If you guys every game, by the goes, way, every um, game. I'm on here. We 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 picking up steam here. 
So the funny thing about this goal is I was sitting next to uh, Tom Boger from MLS in the press box, right? And when FI was getting was warming up to come into the game, I turned to him and I was like, yo, FI's about to come in this game and start acting up. And I just I tweeted it at the moment because, like I said, I'm the conductor of this hype train. And I tweeted that. And then nine minutes later, he scores that banger. And Tom looks next to me. He's like, oh, shit. Like, just literally was like, oh, shit. And I'm like, yo, man, this kid is really, really talented. Like, it was hilarious. And then the Galaxy fans found my tweet and started going crazy. They were thanking me the rest of the night, which I appreciated that. Um, but at the end of the day, like you guys said it, Efra is is gifted, man. This kid is very, very talented. And we know this. He scored. I think Alex was the one that, that brought this up. He actually they scored that late winner or that late goal against, um, was it Vancouver last year? Whoever the hell it was in the 93rd minute. <laughs> The kid is the kid is solid, and and I think you guys bring up the, the best point to me is his demeanor. He's calm. Like he comes in a game like that with so much pressure, knowing that a lot of these players are tired, and he takes advantage of the opportunity. And Gio, we've talked about it how we you know we say maybe he's better off the bench. Maybe you know when he gets the starts, he isn't as productive. But it's no surprise. I mean, we've seen him do it against LAFC in those in those big Trafigo games. We've seen him. You know, he's done it in countless moments, and I just think that he's so deserving of of more. Uh, whether or not that's the best thing for him, but you you bring up a good point with the basket injury maybe potentially being an opportunity for him. But the kid is great. I actually uh, got to see him after the game because Charlotte was doing uh, press in person, and I was just like, "Yo, con- congrats, man! That was a hell of a goal!" And he's just like all smiles downstairs, like happy as the Galaxy were walking out the locker room. And, and I think my favorite part of the goal was uh, at the end of the game when they were leaving. I don't know if you saw Galaxy posted it when he got up on the DJ stand. Uh, that was oh, like he did. walking out, and it just says, "Are you ready to party?" He's like, "He <laughs> just went so Yeah, it was. It was just. It was a great moment. The way he celebrated, you know, he obviously passionate. And it's funny because I think it was a Charlotte goalie that probably bitter said something along the lines of like that was like a good goal, but it was kind of like a, a cross and a shot. And I was like, "Nah." And somebody asked him, after, you know, in his press conference, he was like, "No, that was a hundred percent a shot." And anybody that you know that saw it right in the moment. Uh, knew that 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 was that was what he meant to do. So I was I was excited uh, for him, for me being the conductor of this hype train, for me <laughs> telling Tom that he was gonna he was gonna do it and then do it. Um, I'm I'm always uh, an Efra fan, and I think that he deserves it. So that was that was a beautiful moment with so many eyes on it. Yeah. So obviously, what I understood, Efra has to, has you and your tweets to thank think to thank for that. <laughs> I, I should have put my phone out when I saw him down there, but I was gonna let him have his moment. I'll talk to him about it after. <laughs> <laughs> Pull some muscle at Yahoo, hey, good, bro. Man. I'm glad you let. I'm glad you let him have his moment, uh, Alex. Look, I'm with you. He meant to that. That was a goal. That was a shot on goal. Uh, Evra has that, that type of quality and stuff. And I like what you said. He has the confidence. And hear him speak. Um, he definitely wants to be a starter. And I think you're right, Alex. This is the Victor Vasquez is a blessing in disguise uh, for Efra and Alvarez. I expect him to start next game. Uh, Alex, give me give me your thoughts on Efra. He also uh, he also made obviously team of the week, got the banger, back to back wins. Uh, give me your thoughts. Um, yeah, just amazing by Efra. Really, I mean, he's come off as a super sub this year. He did it for portions of last season. And you know, just bringing that momentum into this year, it's just amazing for him. And scoring a goal like that is going to help out his confidence for sure. I mean, if he starts the next game against Seattle, he's, you know, not going to be, you know, worried. He's dealt with 75,000 people, you know, against him. I, I don't think he'll see Seattle as, as big as a task as uh, Charlotte was. But overall, like I said, you know, this Vasquez injury could be a blessing in disguise. I mean, he's got some great playmakers around him in Douglas Costa, Victor Vasquez. I mean, he's learning from them. And, you know, he's already got the technical ability, which, you know, is hard for players on their own to learn. But he's already gifted with that. He just, you know, needs to mentally just be smarter, kind of like Victor, because that's the thing that, you know, kind of keeps Vanny from, 
you know, not dropping him is that Victor's a really smart player. And if Efrain Alvarez can really get that football IQ up high, he's going to be a monster in this league. And I'm not afraid to say that he will be a monster in this league. If his tactical awareness is as high as, you know, Victor Vasquez is. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, a big, you know, thing task to do. It's really hard as well. You know, got to rewire your mind while you're playing, but overall the, the sky's the limit for this kid. One thing of note, uh, I had Victor Vasquez on my show when he first signed with the Galaxy, and he mentioned Efren Alvarez by name. He said, I know the Galaxy has a very talented young guy named Efren Alvarez. He said, I'm very excited to impart some of my knowledge you know, onto him. So I know damn well Victor Vasquez, guys like Sasha Kleshton are out there just dumping all of this experience as midfielders onto young guys like Efren Alvarez. So that's that's a blessing to have in the locker yeah. room. I definitely feel like this is, uh, I mean, uh, Efrain Alvarez's year. That to me shows how much confidence he has in himself and he has in himself this season. And I hope he gets a start because I don't know how you sit him after scoring a, a banger like that and, you know, the the questions and concerns about Victor Vasquez. Uh, so, so we'll see what happens. Um, that's going to wrap it up for this first half. I want to thank Galaxy Guy for hopping on, Alex Rees, and Andy, for whatever reason, decided to wear an Austin FC hat. He's, things, feeling, he's, feel, he's feeling confident all of a sudden. Two things I don't know why. Log off. Two things for log off. <laughs> Salute to Noda, Brewing Company with the soccer jersey from Charlotte. Beautiful oh, nice, yeah. Over there, so I had to rep them. And there's only one other team in the Western Conference that's 2-0 like the Galaxy. I don't make the rules. Just look at the standings. I know that. I'm going to look for that check. You better split that check between me and Andy over here promoting. <laughs> hey, royalties. You all right? All right, guys.